Welcome, wrestling fans, to the PW Fan. The PW Fan is the ultimate pro wrestling podcast created by the fans for the fans. This is episode 99. I'm your host, collector, barber, musician, and most importantly, a professional wrestling podcaster, Talk Wrestling Tim Gilbert. And I'm your host, the architect of pro wrestling podcast, Funko Pop Collector, Booker Andy. I am also your host, the No Southern Wrestling Indie fan and football lover, Jeremy. Which I guess we could all tightly put on wrestling podcast hosts at the end of ours. Yeah, we're wrestling podcast hosts, guys. That's what we're here to do. We're talking. We're R A S S L I N. That spells wrestling. That's what we're here to do. All right. <laughs> all right, everybody. Today we will be discussing and reviewing Gunther versus Chad Gable. What a match! Can't wait to get into that one. The World Title Eliminator Tournament. MJF and Samoa Joe with a cool, a cool, a really good segment. Life after CM Punk and more. Before we start this week's episode, we need to do some plugging on the social media. Go to youtube.com backslash the PW fan pod so you can comment, like, subscribe, and watch along. By doing this, you're helping our YouTube presence grow, helping us get on that recommended for you page. Uh, help us get the PW fan out there more by wearing our merch. Go to prowrestlingtees.com backslash the PW fan where we have a ton of different designs and some new ones coming this year. Uh, for all other social media, you just search at the PW fan and we should pop right up. Hit that follow button, leave some feedback, like, subscribe, leave a review. All that stuff helps us make this show better. And stick around until the end for my classic show of the week recommendation. Now, wrestling fans, are you ready? Ready for a ringside roundup on this week's episode of the PW Fan, jaw-dropping moments and backstage buzz from the world of pro wrestling. All right, Andy, over to you, buddy. Let's go. Uh, so I believe, I mean, I read this off of ringside news, and I'm sure it was reported other places, because Jeremy said, Jeremy, you said that you had uh, seen stuff, but yeah. Matt Riddle had some travel complications at the JFK airport, said that he was assaulted by security there. Um, I actually might be able to find the actual tweet that he would eventually delete. Um, JFK security eventually said that he was, like, heavily... Uh, so he accused airport security of assaulting him, but then more information started to come out about the situation. Um, let's see. It is also told us that, uh, also told to us that Matt Riddle appeared to be heavily intoxicated at the time. Riddle then brushed off a suggestion to lodge a formal complaint. He was allegedly allegedly disruptive and call, caused officers to be called. Um, I wish I could find the tweet, though, that he... he yeah, well, he... He eventually deleted, deleted it, though. Yeah. So, and what time? This was in the morning? It was... I mean, I'm pretty sure it was early, because I saw, I saw the news early in the day, so I assume... Yeah. That I'm it, just uh, saying that because they said he was drunk, and so I was like, it sounded like it was pretty early in the day for that. So he wrote, of... he wrote, nothing like being assaulted by an officer and harassed at the JFK airport. No means no, and just because I'm nice doesn't mean yes, asshole. Don't know their Twitter or Instagram handles, but I took pictures. Normally I'm like, whatever, but today was really weird and uncomfortable, and they made a point to make me feel small and useless. Definitely one of the most uncomfortable travel days I've had 
I've ever had. Thanks, NYC. You're so progressive and accepting. But then eventually he deleted it. So I don't know. But Riddle is back uh. in the news again. Maybe he'll go away again and come back with a Speedo. His underwear, his gear will just An be even tighter one. <laughs> Every time he goes away and comes back, it'll just get shorter and shorter. This is less clothing. <laughs> <laughs> so um, that that was it. I guess I'm sure we'll, if more comes of it, besides what we just talked about, I'm sure we'll talk about I it I guess here, we'll see uh, in the coming. On. Hey, Derek. Do you guys know about Hey, Derek? What is that? Well, uh, there's a there's a there's a great old tweet where uh, Chris Jericho got kicked out of a hotel and he put on Twitter. He said he's like at Hilton Hotels. I am a you know Diamond Plus member. I've never been treated this way. Hey, Derek, <laughs> at the front desk. He's like he's like you're gonna lose your job or something like that. But the hey Derek Oh is my god the, the Hey Derek is classic. Hey Derek. That's fun. Actually I think I briefly remember Jericho doing that a little while ago. Oh he always or has troubles like hotels. that. Yeah. Um but that's about it for things outside of uh the weekly television shows. We can get right into Raw. Raw opened up with its newest superstar uh, that has been added to its roster as of payback from Cody Rhodes making the announcement. Jay Uso opened up the show. His new theme song is kind of a spin-off of the Uso's theme song. I mean, they both, each twin has their own like spin-off, it sounds like, of... Yeah. And they both recorded it, right? Like, they both are the ones... I think so, it sounds like them. And Yeah. Um, but Jay Uso, I don't know if he's going to keep this up, but made his entrance through the crowd, and he came. I think they out, should keep that. He came out, cut a promo talking about being on his own for a while. Sami Zayn eventually would come out, and basically warn him like, "Hey, you know, you've been with the Bloodline a long time, and there's a lot of people back here that aren't going to be happy with you being here." Um, when they left the ring, they would pass by Riddle and Drew McIntyre, who both. I've had issues with Roman Reigns and the bloodline in the pla- in the past, and there was kind of a stare down. So that was just a little taste. But it seemed to be a I'm common th- theme throughout the show overall. Yeah, I'm glad that he didn't just show up and it's like, all you know, all the baby faces are friends with the baby faces. I'm glad they're actually like, hey, you were kind of a dick for the last year with the bloodline. We don't like you. <laughs> well, that, they're basically what they're doing, I'm sure you guys would agree, is that they're not, they're not pretending that it didn't happen. They're not... Yeah, like they're not making the audience feel stupid. Like, how are you guys just gonna act like they're supposed to be cool <laughs> yeah. now? Yeah. I um, mean, I think they're doing a pretty but, good job, though. Overall, like, and then we'll get into, like, we'll get into more of it. But I think that kind of where we get to later in the week with the shows, they're doing a good job of, like, I think main event Jay. And Jimmy, like, I can look at them, like, differently. Like, and I think people could accept it eventually. Like, I think people can... I think main event Jay can be, like, a thing. But we'll get there. And I think that's the plan. Yeah. From what what I've read around is that multiple places. But is that, at least for Raw, they're trying to push him um, it's, into some it kind se- of... It seems like role. a lot of back... It seems like a lot of back and forth, but I think that I could see them letting Jimmy back in the bloodline and 
kind of continuing the story more because we'll talk about all these trio stuff coming up. Well, it's not really trios, but all this faction war. It almost reminds me of like Game of Thrones. It's like the bloodline's falling apart and we're going to be the next blah, blah, blah. But it's it's been cool. I actually like all this faction stuff right now. And we'll get into a little bit of the teasing that happened uh, on SmackDown with Jimmy and the bloodline. Um, later on in the show, but no, I agree. I mean, I unlike some fa- uh, some teams that split up, I can see both guys kind of being uh, top stars for once. They are different enough from each other, even though they look exactly alike. Um, yeah, because I mean, the twins. So. Yeah, well, you can have fraternal <laughs> twins, but yeah, uh, <laughs> but they are. You know, their characters are completely different from one another. Um, even when they were together, their characters were, were different. So yeah. they at least did the color change too. Like Jay is blue, unlike this Titan Tron and all that stuff. Yeah, now. A little bit of different, little bit of different hairstyle, <clears throat> and honestly, I think both have a different uh, connection to the crowd. Like they both connect differently, and it's... well, one's a baby face and one's a heel right now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and I think that they're both doing really good, like at that role. But yeah, someone one of you said hairstyle. I noticed Jay added some blonde to the back of his hair. Um, and another thing that was mentioned during Raw, so I want your guys' thoughts. Since Jay came over to Raw, apparently there's going to be an equal trade to SmackDown. Are we thinking Cody Rhodes? Are we thinking? Yeah. I said this last time. As I, I thought it was, I was confused. I was like, I thought they were doing this already, but then they actually explained it on Raw. But they haven't that, said or hinted at who's it going to be. No, yeah. but it has to be Cody because that's how they continue the story or finish the story. I get well. That's my bet. My bet's Cody Rhodes. Yeah. Do you guys if think? Wasn't gonna not, I mean, like, are, are we ever going to really? Are we ever going to really finish the story? Like, do you think this is finally going to be a thing that happens? Yes, this year at WrestleMania, when we go. When we go. No, it's going to be the bottom of the fourth this time. It's not, you know it's not who the third we, anymore. Uh, they moved on to the fourth. You know, it's, er- it's early, but I'm hopeful. And you know I got to do it one time for the olden days. <laughs> I'm hoping that at WrestleMania, we might see live in person. Like Mussolini <laughs> and no, Kennedy. This is the thing. I was telling talking to Jeremy about this earlier because I, I saw a news article on my homepage. Um, or no, it was on my Facebook. So, who's the what's the what's the company that owns UFC and WWE? Endeavor. Like Endeavor. Endeavor is like finally taking over soon. Endeavor did hire CM Punk in 2016. They might be able to take control and make that kind of decision. Um, without events or a Triple H, I'm just saying. The CM Punk gr- crying guy from the legendary uh, first dance—that's gonna be me <laughs> at WrestleMania. I'm gonna be like this. It's gonna be you <laughs> if he comes out. <laughs> you know, I was thinking about speaking of WrestleMania. This is off topic of also. I did with Mania. I did get one thing real quick. I just want to add this in. Just a fun thing, because we never talk about our, our nerdy wrestling stuff that we get. I feel like we haven't in a while. I did get the jacket to wear to Mania next year. And when I say the jacket... Is it a punk jacket? 
It's the jacket that he wore when he walked out to the AFI song, the white and black with the three X's on the back. Oh, and the, yeah. The s- you fucking mark. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Punk, baby. Woo. I was like, two days in a row. Yeah, two days in a row. But I, what I was saying is I was thinking about what the Titantron would look like for Philadelphia. You know, they have the whole bell as, like, the logo for Philly. Cody's yeah. outfit's got, Cody's gear's going to fit right in, I'll tell you that much. Oh, yeah. Oh, and red, I'm, white, and blue stuff. And I'm bringing – this is kind of a special moment. And I, it's going to – it's cri- you know, it could be considered cringe or corny to, like, other people, but whatever. I'm bringing the Eddie Guerrero WWE Championship to WrestleMania with us because I feel like that's like a a full circle. Like that belt to me and Andy is like really special, and I I wanted to be there for like something. Bring, bring both both are of that era. Yeah, but that's a lot to carry around. The one I think can make the. So trip. you're gonna be in the crowd? Like, wait, I'll tell you that. <laughs> they definitely and unless, like, and, unless Andy's one. down to carry around the Eddie belt. But I'm good. It, it, it's either that or just one's coming. I'm good. One makes um, the journey. <laughs> let, let's move on though uh, through Raw because we literally have just started. Um, Kofi Kingston accidentally cost Drew McIntyre Riddle their match against the Viking Raiders, I believe, last week. Uh, Drew threw a chair at Xavier Woods, like a big, like rolling swivel chair I think he chucked it at him um, and so this was kind of like since Kofi accidentally cost them he kind of said well you did throw a chair at my partner so they're kind of even uh, we had a Shinsuke Nakamura video which uh, he delivered a promo in Japanese in the video he vowed to win the world title from Seth Rollins so it looks like we're not done with that I gotta say, I don't know about you guys, I'm liking this version of Shinsuke, at least compared to recent years. Oh, yeah. I mean, because recent years, he was not, he had nothing. No. Like, he wasn't a character at all. Yeah, it's just like, I don't know what you're doing. You're just on TV. Yeah. Being a guy that loses. (laughs) Yeah, so at least he has something now. He's, I heard people saying he's he's an anime villain right now. I was gonna say, yeah, he has an anime anime video package from the pay-per-view. He's an anime villain. Yeah, they should keep that up with like the backstage videos they do for him, like in that style. Seems that'd be to be really popular cool. from what I'm seeing. Yeah, um, I liked it. Well, that would lead us into our Seth Rollins segment, uh, which he called out Nakamura to finish what they started, uh, despite the fact that the doctors apparently haven't cleared him following payback when uh, Shinsuke, I guess, was going for his, his back. Uh, Shinsuke would come out, speak Japanese until uh, Seth would ask him if they were going to have a match or not. Shinsuke would end up saying no. Um, Seth didn't like that answer, though, and went after him until it was broken up by officials. That was kind of an awkward part, I felt like, when he was like, no. And Seth was like, what do you mean? Yeah, it was like, hey, Shinsuke was like, no. What you were supposed to say. Yeah, yeah. That's what felt it, like felt like, it felt like a moment like that where Seth's like waiting for him to say something else. Um, but after the commercial break, uh, this would lead to a match where Ricochet would end up defeating Nakamura due to disqualification, uh, I believe because of Seth Rollins, who was out there, I think on commentary. If I'm yeah. Mistaken. I'm trying to remember. It was like a week ago, so. Uh, like a week ago. All right. 
about a week ago. Um, we had Judgment any, Day segment. Any, any, any Gen Z listeners are like, what the fuck is this old ass guy talking about? Jesus. Um, so we had a segment of Judgment Day. Um, everyone came out carrying their titles. Um, Damien Priest was holding his money in the bank briefcase. Uh, but then I, I believe Priest looked angry when Balor gave JD McDonough a shout out for helping them. Um, I think during their match at Payback, and JD would eventually come out holding a bag, and he told Priest that he didn't need that briefcase. He said, "You need this briefcase." I I like the look of this briefcase. It's a uh, it's just purple, silver writing, and it says "Senor." Senor. Senor Money in the Bank. Um, yeah. But it fits better. It fits better with the group. It's purple. Yeah. It I didn't take, actually... like, it was kind of obvious. I was like, he has a new briefcase. I'm like, what are you saying? Like, it's not, like, just get this bit over with, like, when he was, like, waiting to unveil it. I actually what thought it was pretty to? good. I thought it was pretty good. Um, so, like, I thought, I thought know, the pre- segment of the unveiling and, like, where he's like, you don't need this, you need this. I was like, I thought that was good. I love JD. I hope he. I'm glad they're finally using him, figuring out what to do with him. Maybe eventually he'll join the Judgment Day for good. Um. Yeah. So Priest, though, after JD gave him that, he kind of, you know, Priest has been the one not liking JD recently and wanting him around because he's not part of Judgment Day. So don't be acting like you're part of Judgment Day business, kind of thing. Uh, Sami Zayn, I believe, though, would end up coming out. And uh, I believe he challenged Dom to a match, but JD it would end up accepting the challenge instead. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken. Um, which got me excited to see that match. And that would happen uh, a little later uh, before our main event. We had Shane and Baszler and Zoe Stark interact backstage and agree to have a match to find out who the baddest bitch on the roster is i think was there <laughs> this words. was a, uh, this was a, the ba- this baddest bitch on the roster match uh that was the actual name of of the gimmick match. it wasn't a very good match i'll tell you that much it wasn't great so uh but i i thought zoe i thought they were gonna book zoe to win but Shayna would end up winning turns out neither one of them uh, i feel like she's in <laughs> Uh, Raquel Rodriguez would defeat Chelsea Green. Hashtag justice for Chelsea. Dude, dude, she that clothesline and then the power bomb to Chelsea at the end. I was like, good lord, that bump was brutal, man. Raquel's a beast, and I believe didn't she end up saying at some point that she's not finished with Rhea? Well, they're booking her strong. Yeah, they're booking her strong right now. This is she's on the come up. And they also a, have like the rematches for the payback. What's the next one? Fastlane. Yeah, I feel like it's just a rematch of payback matches. Well, I think I think you know I believe isn't she mad because Dom got involved and yeah. uh, booking her strong Tim. That's how so that's how she was booked in NXT and then they brought her to the main roster and she was like super smiley and like that's just how they ended up booking her as like a baby face. She was like dominant, but you got to make Roman look really really strong. Really strong. Never forget, dude. I'm waiting for a tell-all. We keep the, bouncing the, back the, to punk, but the I'm podcast waiting. part two. 
where he comes back and tells his side. Yeah. And then his new best friend gets sued, and they hate each other in 10 years. <laughs> um, Who, whose podcast would he even do it for? Like, I don't even, like, I can't even think of, like, anybody. You know, you know Jericho would be all over Nick it. He's like, look, man, I know we work in the oh, same yeah. company, but why don't you come over and tell me how you're feeling? <laughs> Jericho probably asked him as soon as he got fired. He's like, "Hey, do you want to do a podcast episode? Do you want to do like a tell Bischoff, like podcast. like Moxley? Bischoff's yeah. talking shit on AEW. Yeah. Well, Bischoff doesn't like punk either, so. Oh, no, dude, corny. <laughs> corny. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Talking shit about. He's like, "Come talk shit about." Dude, that would be about insane. the Bucks and Kenny and all of them. That'd well, be one one like corny that. episode gets one corny episode gets more viewers than every wrestling show like over the week combined so it's all good that's crazy maybe not smack um what you guys think of does miz need a an award for the acting he did during this miz tv segment with john cena i thought it was funny where he was you guys there. like this segment i mean it was yeah, silly they, but <laughs> look steve the cameraman should deserve deserves an award for yeah. that camera work he, yeah. he was doing See, it's funny because I saw a lot of stuff on Twitter about this, and I actually I I liked it overall. Like I was like this like the the silly stuff when wrestling does this, <laughs> but everyone was sharing a video with like I don't even remember like Bryce Rensburg and the ref in AEW. He did a match, like he was refing a match, but it was like two invisible people, and so he was like it was on the indies, and he so he was like act, acting like to them like if they were pinning each other or whatever. It's the guy and that everyone. Was doing an invisible match. Was refing an invisible match. What? Yeah. Ugh. He re- he uh, refed an invisible match on in the indies, and everyone hated it. I hated on him for it, and then everyone loved this one. I thought it was like just kind of funny. Well, this isn't a match Miz was doing. No, but it's the same concept as like there's an invisible guy, and you're like, oh no, my god, like Jeremy, it. it's not the same. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean it's not the same? Because the Miz is clearly joking that no one's there. Also, Where? it's a John Cena gimmick. Yeah. You can't see me. Yeah, but so was the guy is wrestling was called the Invisible Man. That's the gimmick. Oh, the Invisible okay. Man is terrible. Just because it's on WWE and I'm not on the indies doesn't mean it's a difference. Still, I'd rather watch a Miz segment doing this than an Invisible Man. Yeah, I know. Match. I know. Uh, why, don't, why don't we put on the blow-up doll match while we're at it? Or the... <laughs> The broomstick match or the the little I know. Ki- the I little like the I match. like the indie stuff. I know you guys don't like that stuff, so <laughs> no, you like the the indie stuff. You're an indie wrestling fan. No, but you know what, Jeremy? Uh, yeah. Jeremy I just try to enjoy it. Jeremy stands his <laughs> Jeremy stands his ground. But you know what, though, I will say this: as he should with, with the yeah, as he should, he shouldn't back down just because you and I like to tease him about it. But uh, it's it's all in good fun. But uh, the I will say. I think I'm getting out of my grumpy old man phase and being a little bit more open-minded to stuff because, look, it's never going to change, right? But I love pro wrestling, and I don't want to stop liking pro wrestling. So sometimes you got to bend and adapt a little bit, and I feel like I'm finally starting to come around to be like, all right, this is okay, you know, because it's it can't go back. It won't go back. So if I still want to be a fan, I can't be negative all the time. It's got to be some give and take, you know. And we started this podcast as being positive, which I would like to get more back to that instead of, you know, the vibes are, 
you know, like. Does this mean you're going to take away your title of grumpy old school wrestling fan? No, you can't do that because I am the grumpy old school wrestling (laughs) fan. But I can be a little less grumpy and more accessible. Um, I was I was about to say about Jeremy defending indie wrestling. Who was that guy that got defending that Joey mustache? People would grab his yeah. Oh yeah. Did you like that shit? Is that good to you? I mean, you did too. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he, yeah. You caught it. We'll go back in the archives. We'll have to go back in yeah. the archives. Y'all talked about the all-in thing, and we thought it was funny. Michael Jackson stuff is awful, and I don't know who that guy is. But people are like, if wrestling's fake, then explain this, and it's like Michael Jackson, or he's like the pizza thing. guy who's like throwing the dough as he's wrestling. <laughs> That guy. Right, I don't know fuck, if you have me and Tim have never met the pizza guy. Fuck the pizza guy, dude. I'm not even gonna. Not even I mean, him as a person, yeah, because I know he's like really no and everything. But I hate the gimmick. Fuck, I think it's, fuck his, it, fuck I, his gimmick. Yeah. Fuck his gimmick and his politics. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. JD McDonough would end up defeating Sami Zayn uh, in their match that we talked about that was scheduled earlier. Afterwards, Sami would attack Dom. And then he would attack JD, so Sammy would end up getting the upper hand. But I want to jump into this main event. Uh, Chad Gable, once again, taking on Gunther. It's a Dude, banger. I think, I don't know, I, it's, it's probably because they keep wrestling each other. I swear their matches get better every time. Um, Chad Gable's family was in the audience. I know Tim had mentioned this. It was a little rough. Early. He could talk about it. Um, before we get into that, though... Gunther would end up winning after a fantastic match um, and is now the longest reigning Intercontinental Champion beating Honka Talk Man, I believe. Correct? Old school wrestling fan? Uh, well, the, the longest reign of all time is Honky Talk Man, and then I think yeah. the record's been broken. Now it's yeah, Gunther. So, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I guess my question was, was Honky Talk Man... The record holder before this, um, I believe he so was. Yeah, the, you guys talk about the. Match. I believe he was the current before this. I'm thinking. I'm sure he's not happy about this. I'm sure he's like, this is the last thing I was holding on to in the wrestling. He's like, world. this is fucking bullshit, man. I'm tired <laughs> of this fucking shit at the convention center when I can't even say he's the longest running intercontinental champion of all time. God damn it. Yeah, when he when he does events now, he can't say like, and we're bringing in the longest reigning intercontinental champion. Stealing my gimmick. So yeah, uh, talk about his kids. I mean, it was brutal. I hope they know it's work, but I I I I don't think that. I I hope that dad like is like, hey, you know, I'm not really hurt because the girl's reaction was like so sad. I was like, damn. How about the match itself, Jeremy? The ending, the suit, was really good. the suplex on his head near the end was crazy. Yeah, that yeah, was, like, was crazy. just watching your dad get dropped on his head. I, <laughs> see, I guess that's kind of what I mean. It's like that, and then he gets pinned afterwards, and then the girls like crying, and I'm like, this is a little, <laughs> this is a little reminiscent of Noel Foley in the Beyond the Mat documentary. <laughs> But obviously not as, <laughs> not as bad because Mick Foley didn't get hit in the uh, head twenty times with the or uh, Gable didn't get hit in the head twenty times with the chair, but still, yeah. 
But yeah, but the match itself was really good. Yeah, I think Chad Gable, I just wish that he he would not have like a, on the gimmick he does because it feels like he can't get a better push than he is right now. I don't know, the like angle ga- it. it's like the Kurt Angle gimmick. A little bit. Yeah. Well, I like, I think that it they could, eventually. I like, I think if they lean into this, you know, when they showed him driving up with his family, he's got the suit on, he's like a serious athlete, like, I hope that they lean more yeah. into that. Like, it's like, like almost like he's a UFC fighter, you know, like he's like a serious, yeah, well, like. He, he did mention about the shushing part being done and some of those other things. So maybe that is done. So he's, he's like, he's like, I'm going to show them that I'm serious and not just yeah, yeah. some comedy stuff. Well, then you got to get away from Otis. Yeah, I don't know that what is to true. Because I know you will listen and watch this podcast. So, if you're listening, Chad. <laughs> Friend of the show, what Chad you can do. I think there was a little interaction with him and Jason Jordan backstage. I think I they believe. said Jason Jordan produced that segment. Did he? Well, I know he's a producer backstage, but I think there was a like a video during Raw, or it was like one of those like internet videos that like exclusive. Oh. That popped yeah. up later. Um, that wraps up Raw. You guys got anything to add before you get into Dynamite? Uh, not for this show. Dynamite, I will say, I was surprised that the main event was what it was. Um, when I was going through the list of stuff, I was like, really? This is how the show ended? But whatever. Um, is it, so I, I audibly like laughed when I turned on Dynamite and Orange Cassidy not being champion still opened up the show. <laughs> yeah. I know. Like he's I was laughing so champion week after week for months and months and months. He's not champion. He still opens up the show and cut what you know. It's rare for him to cut a promo, but um, basically promising to show up every week regardless whether he has a title or not. That was the gist of the promo. Um, I mean, I got a hot take on Orange Cassidy though. Brian Danielson saying that him and Moxley are the best wrestlers in the world kind of blew my mind, but. Um, <laughs> I tell you this, I mean, Jim Cornette. Cassidy, I his Jim, wrestling Jim, is good. Jim Cornette just rolled over in his grave, and he's not even dead yet. So yeah, he said he's like he's like I think it's it's non negotiable that Moxley. This was in the press conference said Moxley is the best in the world. He's like, but Orange Cassidy is a close second. I was just like, oh my god. I'd rather watch Roman Reigns. Or... Moving on, moving on. Positive energy, <laughs> positive. Also guy named Will Ospreay, he's still wrestling. It's a hot take. Speaking of Moxley, uh, it's not right even a hot take. Moxley There's defeat. plenty of people listening that were probably mind blown by that. It's not a hot take. Moxley would end up defeating Ar Fox in his first international championship defense. After that, we would have Chris Statlander defeating Emi Sakura. Um, in a TBS championship defense. And speak of I am being Sakura. serious. Wait, hang on. Is it Emi Sakura or Emi Sakura? Being serious. I just want to make Sakura. sure. Okay. As long as it is. It's not like the restaurant. No, not like that. But, I, that, act- I mean, that's the Sakura I know. But, no, it's Sakura. Okay. Not Sa. It's Sak. Um, and I saw like it was kind of, it was a bummer of a video I saw the other day of her at All In. Um, oh, so her, her gimmick, you know, is like coming out as like as like Freddie Mercury, right? Yeah. And I guess I don't know if 
she uses that song or the stomps are in her song or something, but she's yeah, used it before. Yeah, she was bummed. That's that called gimmick infringement, pal. Paige was using it, or Soraya was using it. Yeah, I saw a lot of that. I saw a lot of comments that were like, that "I'll AW never do for, for her." I saw a lot of comments that were like, "I'll never forgive Tony Khan for this." It's like the video of her crying. I also saw Soraya posted about it, and she like basically she posted a picture of her giving uh, Emmy the middle finger and being like, "You'll never use that song." <laughs> oh my God, just doubling down. <laughs> You'll never use this son. She's a heel right now, so. <laughs> um, so we had a like a backstage, kind of, pre-taped uh, segment with Roderick Strong talking about his tough upbringing, and talking about how Adam Cole uh, knew all about that. Then we had a match with the Sex Gods, Chris Jericho and Sammy Guevara, defeating All the Open, but there was tension afterwards. Why was there tension afterwards? Was stuff the stuff happened in the match that I missed? They won. Um, yeah, I think I, I don't. I can't remember what it was now, but they. No, they just have tension. They don't like each other though. Um, I think there was a bunch of miscommunications. Is is what I'm seeing. Um, and then let's talk about what Tim said we were going to talk about this MGF promo that also would eventually include Samoa Joe. Babyface MJF. Um, yeah, so MJF would come out. He uh, he talked a little. I don't want to get this wrong, so I'm just a little bit about start, it. Basically, and talk about basically once Joe was actually in the ring with him, uh, Joe would keep calling MJF kid and asking what his issue is. MJF talked a little bit about. Uh, NXT TakeOver Brooklyn, again, mentioning WWE multiple times on TV on another but show. But this made sense for the storyline, though. But you could say in another company or another show, but hey, just straight up yeah. do it. Whatever. I don't I don't mind it as much because it's like they're not pretending that another company doesn't exist or that it That's didn't true. happen somewhere else. Um, I, didn't, I think didn't, it's also because WWE never mentioned someone else for like a long time. Didn't tell and me. then we gotten used to them not doing that didn't tony khan like few two years ago when we first started the podcast and i thought we were all in agreement at the at the time that we were we understood his point of view which was he has like some business people that talked to him that were basically like look you are number two right so might as well just lean into it so you know, but it was the Burger King mention number it was two, but number two can mention number one. Right. So I mean, and that happens it's all the, the time philosophy. with Wendy's and Burger King with McDonald's, and but yeah, I thought we uh, had talked about this a few years ago, but yeah, it's still kind of going on. We probably did. True fans, go back and and delve in because we won't. <laughs> um, but I have a hundred episodes, so I think. It, you could listen to the PW fan for like, dude. Like you could listen to us twenty four hours a day for like five days straight at this point. That's pretty crazy. That's you could just leave it playing. Just leave it playing. Um, Our voices. But MJF would talk about a moment that I think most of us have seen online because it, especially after Joe pushed MJF at the All Out pay per view, I think people were doing the comparison videos. So if you hadn't seen it. 
MJF talks about it. And we had a tryout with uh, WWE at 19 years old. And um, the whole story with R- William Regal and him that he has talked about before when Regal was in AEW. Um, but he also said that he, while he was there, they said that you can do security for um, a superstar and it ended up being Samojo. And you can see the video online. Samojo walk in with security. MJF's like the front security guard. And Samojo shoves MJF into a wall. Now, they're saying that he just did that on his own. I don't know if it was actually planned, if Joe was just doing it to do it as like his gimmick or if he knew that MJF or MJF knew he was going to get pushed either way. Max brings up that story. Um, and I believe he, correct me if I'm wrong, he tries to antagonize Joe to get him to kind of attack him. Uh, well, at first he was like, yeah, MJF says he's not going to fall for what Joe's trying to make him do and those things. So he wasn't going to fight him. Oh, see, I thought it was the other way around. Uh, well, I thought then it flipped, and Joe's like, because Max slapped him. And he's like, yeah. I'm just going to wait. He's already said, I'm going to go through this turn- tournament, the Eliminator tournament, and yeah. and face you then. And so at the end of the segment, though, as MJF's leave the ring, um, I think Joe low blows him and then puts him in the Coquina clutch. And Adam Cole would come out, and Joe would no. end up running away. No, I thought it was... I thought it was Joe attacks MJF, is beating him up, and then Adam Cole, or sorry, not Adam Cole, then MJF low blows Joe. He comes up from behind him and low blows Joe, and then they go. I just know Joe's running out of the ring. He did do that. MJF low blowed him afterwards, but then they start fighting, and then Joe was about to do the, um, what's the finisher? Uh, so there was a scuffle buster? between MJF. There was a scuffle between MJF yeah. and Joe. his friend. Yes, Cole but the thing is that people pointed out also online is that um, uh, Adam Cole came out to save MJF before he did the muscle buster, which he didn't do for Roderick Strong, and that's how Roderick Strong hurt his neck. Ah, uh, he didn't. Well, come speaking out of, of Roderick Strong. We would have uh, the first match of the Eliminator Tournament, which Roderick Strong the other week said he was going to enter so that he could face MJF himself. And Roderick Strong would end up defeating Trent Perretta. Is his and entrance music just him being like Adam, yelling Adam? Oh, like, right now? Coming out with the camera? Yeah, he didn't have any entrance music. It was just him like yelling Adam, and then he just walks well, out. He, he came out on... Um, well, him, I'm not going to lie, remember. him coming out to the Kill Switch Engage song with a neck brace on with the two stooges behind him would be so stupid. <laughs> oh, well, that. <laughs> um, he's like a goofy comedy he... character. It's like... <laughs> Didn't he take off his neck brace? For the match, these matches? Yeah. Okay, yeah, and then he put it back on. And the then... Mix. Makes yeah, sense. as soon as he pinned him, he was like, he motioned, he's like, put it back on. <laughs> yeah, he's been wearing that forever. I keep waiting. That's, like, no. uh, that's kind of how, like, I remember, I love gimmicks like that. Cody Rhodes, when he had the the mask. And there was like, nothing wrong with his face. There was nothing was like, wrong yeah. with him, but he needed it. <laughs> um, 
this segment kind of is getting blown up. The Tony Storm backstage segment with Renee when she says, uh, it's like, chin up, uh, tits up, and watch for the shoe. And then <laughs> uh, she ends up chucking the shoe at. People are liking this Tony Storm, like, prissy, proper, um, like, character that she's doing. If there's not a shirt already for that, there should be a shirt for that. I feel like this would oh, be that easy. Cool. Yeah. Well, people are like commenting it on Instagram and stuff. That's why I'm like, it's kind of getting traction. Uh, what, yeah, people have been do. posting about it. Yeah. Um, we had a Hangman Adam Page promo because he won. Uh, was it at All Out or at All In? He won the Battle Royal to donate money. All Out. Because in Chicago. Um, and he donated. I did not know Hangman Adam Page used to be a teacher, but he said. Uh, it looks like. Uh, underfunded and underpaid or something like that. And so that's the reason why he, he was a teacher in Chicago, I think. He said a high school teacher. Was it Chicago? Yeah, I think so. Hmm. Um, but that's where you donate money to. But Swerve would end up coming out, which was super random and kind of like, it felt like belittling, belittling and destroying Hangman like Adam great Page. Great promo. Yeah, I was, I was like, where, I was like why, why are they doing this? But <laughs> um, sort of in one of his quotes was if I would have got the opportunities you've gotten a year ago I would be the first black AEW world champion by now uh, pretty much said that Hangman keeps getting opportunities and failing at them um, and he called him fat but then Brian K hell yeah he, yeah he did call him fat without saying the <laughs> word fat uh, he said that something like he can tell and he said he's been, like, you've yeah, been eating whatever. good and we can tell. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay, I found his quote. I found his quote. He said, you haven't gotten any new wrestling gear in over a year now. You haven't gotten any new merchandise on the website in almost a year. You got a whole new contract extension, so you've been eating good, and it's been showing. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Damn, that's brutal. <laughs> um, uh, but Brian I, Cage I have, I've been eating good, too, guys, though, to be honest with you. I had Mackers. <laughs> I, I had Mackers, like... Dude, I had a burger yesterday and today, and then I had a Macker's burger on... Dude, I've been eating so much McDonald's, guys. I gotta stop. Oh, I was about (laughs) to say, what the hell is Macker's? Macker's, Mickey D's, McDonald's, Ronnie's House, whatever you want to call it, the Golden Arches. (laughs) Also, you're not a pro wrestler, though, so I think That is true. I'm not a professional athlete now, am I? (laughs) You're not an ass. Um, that's an old Lucy K bit. Um, but Brian Cage, Swerve Strickland's buddy, would end up uh, taking out Hangman, and they're going to have a match. It says Hangman and Brian Cage 3. I don't remember 1 and 2, um, but that's next week on Dynamite. Well, hang on. Before before we, move, oh. before we move on, I do have one question. You're stranded in a parking lot. You got nothing to eat, but Mackers is sitting on the corner. The Golden Arches. <laughs> What's your what's your order? What do you get? I'll I'll start to give you an example. I get two double cheeseburgers and a small fry. Don't extra corny order, please don't. Okay. No, two double cheeseburgers, <laughs> extra extra cheese, so that way you know that they're making it fresh. And the double cheeseburger has two slices right. of cheese, where the McDouble only has one. That's true. That is true. That's what I get. Um, I also. Get it, but also when I'm a bit intoxicated on the weekends. 
So it's a late night thing. Yes. But it's definitely a Big Mac, double cheeseburger, fries, and even Ooh. some nuggets then. Oh, yeah. That, <laughs> that that's a, a good order. Right there. That's a good order. All right, Andy. <laughs> Andy, what are you getting? It's at the Golden Arches. It's one, I mean, it'd be one of two things. It'd either be a pound of cheese meal, nothing special, or a fish fillet meal. Oh, oh fillet fish fillet. I will say I, this. I don't know how you guys like this. The fish is a kid. I was eating them in like sixth grade for some reason. Dude, the fillet of fish, the fish fillet, whatever you want to call it, it goes by many <laughs> names. The fish sandwich. You have to order an extra slice of cheese on it because they only give you a half they a slice of half. cheese. Some kind of sick joke that they play where they. Why would you only give me I half a slice? Because who's ordering fish at a McDonald's? Oh, dude. I love filet of fish from McDonald's, but I, I even worked there, and I would never get, when it came uh, for a, a small amount of time, the double filet of fish. I would oh. never do that. Oh. Too much too much fish. <laughs> I don't need that. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> but the filet fish has a different bun to it. It's yeah, you know, there's it's no softer. I, you know what, Andy? I always, bun. I always knew that. I thought I said they're fucking with us. Sums up with this filet of fish bun. It's way softer. So you <laughs> work, you, you work there. Bun. It is factually its own bun. I worked there. I worked. There, when no, you I don't was work. 14, you 15. work there no longer. <laughs> no, no, no offense. Look, we might have a couple McDonald's managers, listeners, employees. That is fine. McDonald's, please. <laughs> also, since we're on this topic, Andy, when you worked there, would someone, if you, I saw this thing on probably TikTok, but it was like you order a Big Mac, but get it with chicken instead of a burger. No, and I would never eat a Big Mac myself. I just find them gross. I know you do, but I'm saying, like, does anyone ever order that? No, no one's ever done that. But, Andy, didn't you used to make, when you were in high school working there, didn't you used to, and I'm prefacing that, I'm like, Andy, when you were in high school working there, <laughs> yeah. um, didn't you, did you make, like, didn't didn't you make, like, all kinds of concoctions, like, cool snack wraps and stuff, I remember? I was never in the kitchen, um, but people would make me, like, a dope-ass, like, quesadilla kind of thing with, like, the grilled chicken Ooh. strips and, like, ranch. Uh, and it's probably so good. That sounds yeah. good right now. Secret menu of McDonald's. Yeah. Dude, it was yeah. amazing. Because <laughs> those guys that are actually cooking, just, and when it's slow, they can just make their own lunch and be like, let's try this out. I, so I, will, I will say this, and this is – I don't think this is a uh, – and then we'll move back on to wrestling. But fast food. I was going to say, how many people have checked into this podcast now? No, come on. Look, <laughs> we've done twenty minutes on McDonald's. We've we've only gained more followers from this podcast now that they know that we eat Mackers. Mackers has a call following. <laughs> God, we're a man of the people. The title of the episode, like I'm done. Home yeah. of the Golden Arches. Is that the title? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All Episode right. ninety nine. Home of the. Of the- <laughs> let's do the Mick main. Let's let's just do the Mick main event. Let's get going. Yeah. Well, the main event was uh, an eliminator. The Mick main event. Darby Allen. Darby <laughs> Allen would end up defeating his friend Nick Wayne. <laughs> I was just surprised this was the main event. I didn't think it was something I would wait all night to see, but. They're giving um, that kid a lot of. Nick Good Wayne. spots right now. And it, he's only 18. Puka, his Puka Shell necklace or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> he's 18, so. <laughs> I don't know. At 18, I wasn't wearing Puka Shell's necklaces. 
Uh, well, he, isn't he from the same spots as like Darby or something? He's from Seattle. Well, uh, for, uh, first of all, yeah. the the Pugacell necklace, middle part, bowl cut, all that mullet—it's all cool again. So we cannot judge. Is it? Yes, all that's cool. So, Andy, we don't know that anymore. Remember, we don't. We don't. We don't know what's cool. We're old. We are old. We have to remember that. Um, yeah, Darby, <laughs> Nick Wayne, and Swerve are all from the same. <laughs> like circuit of wrestling up in Seattle. Um, But that would wrap up dynamite. Tim apparently really enjoyed SmackDown this week. So let's get into, I thought I know we're, I know we're going to jump into it, but just before we go over things match by match, I thought SmackDown from like top to bottom was like from, and I know we watch it every week, but I just kind of like watched it differently this week. And I was like, this show is just crazy like over people love it the storylines are crazy the the budget is insane the way it looks is insane it's just it was a great i thought it was a really good episode of smackdown to be honest with you so before we get into it obviously i didn't write everything down but if there's something i forgot that you guys can remember feel free to jump in but that being said smackdown opened up with a women's tag team match, Charlotte Flair and Shotzi ended up defeating damage control of Bailey and EO Sky. Um, Asuka would end up coming out, though, and making it clear that she wants a rematch for her title with EO. Um, I did love the AJ Styles stuff this week. AJ Styles was confronted by Paul Heyman backstage, and I believe he would end up grabbing Heyman by the collar and pushing him up against, like, uh, so I'm gonna, containers I'm- in the back. I'm gonna I'm gonna jump in here. So basically, what happened is right before that, Jimmy Uso walks up to Paul Heyman and says that he wants to get back. He basically wants back in into the family, into the bloodline, and then he goes to dap Paul Heyman up. And then Paul, this is important. This is part of the storyline. And then Paul ignores him and doesn't give him a high five and do the do the dap up as they as the as we used to say. <laughs> In the early 2000s, but uh, then he then he walks away and walks up to AJ, and this he basically is basically tells Jimmy like to not worry about being in, just keep doing what he's doing, right? Yeah, but he's still it's still like, eh, probably not though. Like that's the vibe he's giving off. And then Andy, I'll let you continue. Yeah, so uh, AJ is at like some backstage. It's kind of like a merch table. I don't know. He's like looking at his own shirts on a table with a guy behind the table. He's like, man, look at these freaking shirts. I got the shirt community. (laughs) The shirt community. (laughs) And Paul would end up walking up to him. um, And AJ and him would have some words. Because if you guys remember last week, main event was him versus Solo Sokoa. Jimmy would have would end up interfering um, during that. And, oh, God, I'm sorry, guys. Um, so AJ has a little beef with the bloodline at the moment. Um, but, yeah, I mean, as he grabbed, like I said. At- They're presenting AJ as a, a main eventer star again, which I like, finally. Like, he's a big star. They got the AJ Styles I'm chant going I'm hoping we get some OC crowd. versus bloodline. Osipa versus Bloodline. Let's go. Um, how you guys feel about bearded AJ Styles? He's growing that shit out. I'm with it. I mean, I kind of like it. Yeah. I thought I wanted... There was some commercial he was in, and like the beard was like done bad. And I remember Tim being like, oh, 
I don't know what's going on with this. He said, I'm growing my beard out for the beard community. But it was like, I don't know. It was the way it was like trimmed up here. It was like too clean. Tim was like, I'm not liking it. It's because it's because they use in I'm a, if anybody is catching on to the show later and I haven't brought it up in a while I'm I'm a barber in 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 real life as they say IRL but uh yeah so they do this thing called enhancements which is like a, it's almost like painting it on and it just it's great like it can look awesome on people like sometimes they do it on like like basketball players and stuff, and you're like, damn, it does look like so clean and awesome. But on some people's, it, it looks just so weird. Like it looked weird on AJ Styles. And now it's like natural looking. Yeah. And so I'm like, all right, cool, cool, let's go. His hair's getting long as shit again. Um, he has that soccer it, mom haircut now. No, no, it's longer than soccer mom haircut. He's got, he's got long soccer hair. Soccer mom haircut it. was a little rough. You got long hair. Um, He's a long hair. What I was saying is he grabbed grabbed Paul Heyman by the collar and to get back in um, in an attempt to get back into Roman and Paul's good graces, Jimmy Uso would end up attacking AJ Styles um, during this part. And uh, I believe Heyman would grab the phone and be like, call Roman Reigns. Yes. And then then I was making making reference to... That was making now he might actually help him get back into the bloodline because since he helped him. Yeah. Um, so then we had a segment with LA Knight, Austin Theory, and Grayson Waller. Um, it was a, you know, back and back and forth exchange between them before they came out. Uh, or not before they came out, but God, first of all, we talked about it last week. Grayson Waller and Austin Theory pairing up and being buddies is just like awfully good. Yeah, you hate them so much. <laughs> it's like they're the perf- worst parents. They're perfect people. friends. Yeah. Yeah. Just two young guys that are just like hated heels. Then they actually have like on screen chemistry, which is like good. Yeah. And they kind of play off one another. Um, but Theory during the segment would say, soak all this in, enjoy your 15 minutes of fame, because when I'm done with you, the Miz ain't going to waste his time. Uh, so that being said. L.A. Knight would end up facing Austin Theory, and L.A. Knight would end up winning. Um, he still is getting those ginormous pops. Um, but shortly afterwards, L.A. Knight would end up, and I actually really like this part, uh, he interrupted Paul Heyman talking with Adam Pierce. Um, and after receiving another match with The Miz uh, for next week, uh, Paul Heyman ended up going up to him saying he was a fan and how they've never been formally introduced, but then he turned serious and he said, next time you want to interrupt, make sure you're not, you're knock or you knock. And then, um, he's like, got it. And then Ellie Knight would go to his ear and say, yeah. And then walk away. <laughs> so now, now Heyman and the bloodline are aware of, or at least Heyman is, is aware on screen, aware of LA Knight. Look out for him, boys. Um, Judgment Day. Not used to seeing them on SmackDown, but now that they are the undisputed WWE Tag Team Champions, they can go to any show that they want. Um, So they would end up coming out. Dom tried to talk through this segment, dude. I mean, he, he 
He was getting booed like crazy. It was awesome. He, for once, he, like, actually just, like, kept talking instead of, like, stopping. He stopped a little bit, but then he just, like, I just, I have to say what they told me to say. (laughs) He just, like, powered through the segment, and Judgment Day had said that they're the most dominant faction now that um, the bloodline's, like, crumbling. So then out would come the Brawling Brutes, which would lead to a match um, where the Judgment Day would end up beating the Brawling Brutes of Ridge Holland and Butch. Afterwards, Bobby Lashley and the Street Profits would come out, basically claim that, you know, they're going to be the next um, dominant team or group. Bobby still hasn't had a match since he's been back with all this. He's just kind of, they just keep coming out in suits or the Street Profits are, are wrestling. Um, But let's jump into our main event. I was kind of confused on the ending of why they did it this way. But Jimmy Uso versus AJ Styles. Um, this is two weeks in a row AJ's been in the main event. Just keep it up, WWE, please. Like Tim said, they're putting AJ back, showing, showcasing that he is a main eventer. Um, I think eventually we should get Roman versus AJ. I've said it before, AJ's never faced Roman as the tribal chief, just as the big dog. The Which big is surprising because it feels like Roman's gone through every like top top star. As the tribal yeah. chief. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the winner would, would end up being uh, AJ Styles. Uh, what do you guys think of the match itself? He faced Solo last week, then Jimmy Uso this week. I figured they were going to make Jimmy win since he was the story was him trying to get back into the bloodline, yeah. but AJ would end up winning. It was a really good match, though. Yeah, I'm with you guys on keeping AJ in the main event. I... We really hope they don't just use them just for like a bloodline re- blood bloodline reason. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I was confused. Like after the match, Judgment Day would end up coming out and attacking AJ, and rolling him in the w- ring in order for Solo to take him out. What's your guys' thoughts on why Judgment Day would do that? Well, the commentators seem to think that they were trying to pair if they're going to have to... Like an alliance. They said draw lines. Yeah. So they would want to be with the bloodline, but I I don't really see that happening. At some point, it's going to be either like a trios match against each other. Well, now I feel like we get like a a match probably next week with AJ versus Priest, since Priest is the one that grabbed... Well, it was Finn and Priest. Yeah. Well, it, yeah, because AJ will keep going through like Finn, or yeah, Finn, and then. Priest, but we've already then... seen the OC versus Judgment Day. That was like early on. Yeah, but now they're gonna be paired up with the Bloodline. But I think it's more of a Bloodline thing. I hope it it's more of a Bloodline thing. Um, this Bloodline maybe... storyline has kind of worn off a lot in the past month. I feel I like they it's could, down. I think they could bring it back. To like, I feel like they could bring it back. Yeah, soon. I think it's ready yeah. to ramp back. It also, up. doesn't help with Roman. Roman not being on TV a lot. It's just Jay's now off doing it, his own thing. So it's like, what do you do with the other guys? And yeah, yeah, Roman's just been off TV. You got Solo and Heyman basically holding it down. Yeah, and it's kind of hard to keep telling the story then. Just maybe, maybe you just needed some downtime, and they're like, we can keep it coasting. It's just not going to be the prominent thing. Yeah every single show it's going to be on the show but not going to be like the food like sometimes they used to open up and close the show yeah now it's more of the judgment day doing that which i like 
I thought that are you guys like the same with me? Like when Judgment Day started, like I was like, this is like cringy. This is terrible. We all hate it because Edge, Edge was in it too. Oh yeah, yeah. And then slowly, like remember that song grew on us too. We're like, oh, that song's actually really good. And then, <laughs> yeah. But then Dom yeah. joined. And I was like, what? I was like, Dom is awful. Yeah. But then he but just better. He cashed in on it being like awful and ridiculous and like prison dumb, and it was like. Yeah. And now he's actually a good heel. Well, judge, see, Judgment Day is on Raw. It's they're on SmackDown. Rhea and Dom, especially Dom being NXT. the North American champion, are shown on NXT. I mean, they're on every WWE show. Yeah, it's crazy. Becky Lynch this Tuesday is going to be facing the NXT Women's Champion for the title in NXT since Becky's never been NXT champ. Oh wow! I mean, they constantly are having. It, I mean, I think it's working. I think it's getting people to watch NXT, if I'm not yeah. mistaken, or else they wouldn't. I haven't it. watched it that much yet, but I watch it every week. <laughs> you watch everything. Bad and the ugly man. <laughs> um, it's not as bad as like 2.0 was. I'll tell you that much. It's definitely not. It's not like it was. Yeah. Um, but that wraps up SmackDown couple things we don't have to talk too much about it but we can go through rampage really quick just some eliminator tournament stuff uh, penta would end up defeating jay lethal in an eliminator tournament match uh which means that he would end up facing the winner of the main event of rampage which was samoa joe versus jeff hardy felt like i was watching tna just not in its prime um so weird Joe would end up defeating Jeff Hardy in the Eliminator Tournament. And before that... wasn't a bad match. No, it was fine. Um, But we did have a little face-to-face with Chris Jericho and Sammy Guevara. It was kind of funny. They're like, like, I'm so mad at you right now. I want to punch you in the face. He's like, well, I'm so mad at you. I want to punch you in the face. Like, it was like terrible script that was supposed to be like (laughs) bad is what it seemed like. Um, So they are finally... it's, It's one of those things that's being booked. It's like... Sometimes your buddy, you're so mad at your buddy, you just gotta fight him one time and get it out of you. And so they're booked to face one each other, face one another, one on one for the first time next week on Dynamite, I believe. Um, but let's get yeah, into Collision. Actually. Is this the first collision? This is the first collision without Punk. Tell me the uh, second. Second first one was announced. Second, but I think this one was right. better and a, and a stronger showing. Especially with Brian. The last one was when Punk... Yeah. Okay. Um, Well, John Moxley would open the the show. I guess he's first match on Dynamite and Collision. uh, I'm telling you, it's because of the international title. Like, I feel like they're making that, like, the workhorse title, which is kind of cool, but... Yeah, they are. I mean, he... This match was for the international championship, um, and it was against Action Andretti, which Moxley would end up um, retaining in the end. Uh, we had a video package play, which recapped the long history between Roderick Strong and Adam Cole. This was kind of interesting if you uh, hadn't seen their, or didn't know about their history, I should say. Um, even if you knew them in NXT, they've known each other a very long time. So there are a bunch of photos and him talking about it. Again, he's paired up with the Kingdom. Uh, Chris Staten, I do want to talk about this, though, and this should have been in the what we're going to talk about this week, the return that happened on Collision. Uh, but Chris Statlander would end up defeating 
Uh, one of the they're called the Renegade Twins. She defeated one of the Renegade Twins called Charlotte, uh, not Charlotte, but Charlotte, in an open challenge. Uh, the Renegade Twins would start attacking, and then we would get a return. Who returned, guys? Tim's favorite. I think all of our favorites. She's great. I. It's favorite. so it's so weird that like you didn't think that I didn't think that like I would like Jade Cardgill. But she's pretty great. Pretty great. I was happy well, to see her back. She looks like a star. She, she does. Like a star. And also, it's like when she came back, I was like, I feel like the women's division really missed her a lot. Yeah, is Andy. I, I think Andy said it best. It's like you didn't know what you had till it was gone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, with her, I said, I said, I didn't know, realize that I wanted her back, or that yeah. I missed her on TV until she actually appeared on TV. Yeah, um, but she would come out and help out uh, Statlander from getting attacked, but then would end up taking out Statlander herself. She, she did a really good choke slam. But no, I mean, not many, not many people on the roster, women, can stand like toe to toe strength strength with like Chris Statlander. She's, you know, one of the stronger women I think on the roster. Oh yeah. Um. And so Jay Cargill is back and clearly wants um, her TBS championship back. Um, I actually really enjoyed this sit down with Eddie Kingston and Claudio Casanoli that ended up happening. Oh, yeah. Um, so they had to sit down with Tony Schiavone and you got a little, basically you got You finally got a little bit of their history um, instead of having to do your own digging, Andy Kingston said that before he Claudia went away, he refused to do business, which basically yeah. means putting over the guy as you're leaving the company. And Claudia would defend it, saying sometimes you do things that are best for business. So basically, putting himself over apparently was best for the business at that time. He said, "You were yeah. nothing compared to me. I was the Swiss super soldier." That's a terrible impression. That's not a good Swiss. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't shake hands. Any of the Swiss, any of the Swiss listeners, I apologize. Yeah, Claudio <laughs> said that Kingston owed him a handshake and his respect when they met at uh, or when they meet at Arthur Ashe. So we have a title match, a double title match set for. Uh, is it next week? I think it's next week. It's the Arthur Ashe Stadium show. It's, so Grand I think Slam. It's, it's Grand Slam, right? Is what they're doing. It's either next. It's either next week or the following week. But either way, I think they're gonna have Eddie win because I don't feel I like so. Claudio is gonna have the New Japan title. So it's they're putting both title, both of their uh, respective titles on the line. It's gonna be the NJPW Open Weight Championship, um, and Claudio's ROH and, title, I believe. Yep. Okay. Yeah, so that's why um, I'm like. I don't think Claudio's going to get the New Japan title. So right now it's sounding like next week's card is going to be um, pretty stacked. CJ Perry, formerly known as Lana, had a video package, which to me was confusing. This whole Miro and Lana, CJ Perry stuff is like super confusing to me. If any of you guys yeah. can clear it up, please. But I don't know. I mean, the only thing I think of is last time that Miro was on TV before he returned was when he was like denounced, you know, the, his God and also his wife. And so was, I don't, his they hot didn't flexible wife. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like they need to have Miro explain it or someone just say what is happening. 
Yeah, it's like, I don't know, she, she was saying that she's going to have to do what she needs to do. I'm like, what are you going to try to take out Miro? Like, I don't understand what you're getting at when yeah. you're saying you got to do what you got to do. Yeah, it's kind of confusing. Yeah. Um, after that, Luchasaurus and Christian would attack Darby Allen backstage before his match against Roderick Strong in the Eliminator Tournament. And Roderick Strong would end up being the winner, which means he will take on the winner of the uh, main event in Collision, which is Samoa Joe versus Penta. And that will be the finals to see who uh, takes on MJF. But before we get to the main event, let's talk about this Brian Danielson segment. Um, your guys' opinion, as he kind of... Do you th- does it seem like he's taking the place of like who to do the show around now that Punk's gone? Do you think that's the role they're putting him in temporarily? I think for now. Yeah, 100%. Now. But also in all the advertising I saw, they replaced Punk with Jay White. So I feel like maybe in the in a little bit it might be Jay White as the top star. It's funny, my little picture, my icon, when I record Rampage has Punk in it still. Yeah, so that's mine. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of funny. Makes me Cuz it's cuz it's a work. It's not real. It's not real, guys. <laughs> it's a work, you bunch of marks. It's always a work. Always um is. but Brian Danielson would end up talking about how he had promised his daughter that when she turned 7, he would be home more and wouldn't um wouldn't be wrestling as much. And she's 6 now, so his career is coming to an end. Yeah. But he said he's gonna make this last year or so. Um, basically, he's not gonna go. He's gonna go down fighting, and he wants to fight Zack Saber Jr. at AEW's new pay per view called Wrestle Dream, which I believe is taking place in Seattle, in his home state yep. of of Washington. Um, so this is kind of a, this is a dream match for a lot of people: Zack Saber Jr. Mm-hmm. and and Brian Danielson. I'm really really excited for it. Uh, by Tim's reaction when I sent it to you guys, um, it sounds like you are too. Oh yeah, this, this is, is gonna, gonna be, be like a technical, a techno, dude. It's gonna technical be very... dream match. Yeah, yeah. And if I'm not mistaken, um, Zack Saber Jr. is an NJPW champion, and I don't mm-hmm. even want to try to remember which one he is. Yeah, I forget which one he is. But this also was supposed to happen in the first Forbidden Door show, but I think Danielson was injured then, right? The first Forbidden Door. I think you're yeah. right. He ended up taking on Claudio Castanoli. Yeah, because it was supposed to be Danielson then. Okay. Um, so then, sorry, trying to figure out where I'm at. So during this segment, Ricky Starks would end up coming out. Ricky's great. He's over. Um, he's really good in the role that he that he's doing. And uh, yeah. Danielson would go to offer Ricky a spot in the Blackpool Combat Club um, before getting attacked. And Ricky Bob was going to put his hand out too. Yeah, Big Bill would end up attacking him, and uh, Moxley would end up coming out and uh, helping his friend. Any thoughts on this? Any thoughts on Ricky? I mean, Ricky's been on fire right now, I feel like. And I'm rooting for him because I, I want him to do good. I feel bad for him that he has to keep getting a restart, basically. Um. Yeah, so this led to a fight. Mox ended up attacking Big Bill, and um, but Starks and Bill would end up uh, standing tall by the end. 
And I believe we're getting Moxley versus Big Bill next week. Yep. If I'm not mistaken. Next Dynamite. Starting off the show. There's, I'm there's a lot going on next Dynamite. Or maybe it's just spread out with, with along like Grand Slam, AW Grand Slam week. Yeah. Um, and then our main event, which was the final semifinal of uh, the Eliminator Tournament, Samojo versus Penta. And after a good match, um, I think we all kind of suspected Samojo would be the winner based off. Yep. It's like, why do the MJF promo stuff if you're not going right. to have this going? <laughs> um, so yeah. it's Joe versus Roderick Strong next week. Winner faces MJF. Now, they've been building to both of these guys possibly I know. facing MJF. So, like, do you think, do you think I that think happens? I think it's Samoa Joe who wins. Strong faces Cole? Uh, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Samoa Joe will face MJF, and then Roderick Strong will face Adam Cole. Because there'll be some interference or something that'll happen. I'm surprised they haven't done the kingdom, Mike Bennett and Matt Taven versus... Cole and MJF for the ROH titles. Yeah, that's, a, that's an easy match, match to start up. But I definitely, I mean, I think they're going to do, if they're going to do singles matches, it's going to be Joe and MJF. Oh, yeah. And you also, I'll agree. just say real quick about Simone Joe's match. I love his, uh, what they call it, the nope spot, where he just like walks away and they do a dive. Oh, yeah. And like this one, Penta went through the table. (laughs) He's just walking away. And that wraps up Collision, which means it wraps up. We wrap up the show now, guys. Tim, you want to take us out? Do we have a classic show of the week? We do have a classic show of the week. The classic show of the week is Turning Point 2009 by TNA Wrestling. And it is available for free on YouTube. I've been doing more... Uh, trying to do more YouTube stuff, uh, and you'll notice most of them are TNA because not everybody, unfortunately, has Peacock. And sometimes when we do these shows of the week, sometimes people might not have access to them. But most people well, have TNA access had to some YouTube. bangers of matches, man. They did. People can say what they want, and it's always ha ha TNA. But all right, let's go over this card because this is a this is pretty crazy. So uh, singles match for the X Division Championship. You have Homicide versus Amazing Red. You have a six-knockout tag team match for the TNA Women's Knockout Championship. ODB and Sarita and Taylor Wilde versus The Beautiful People. A three-way tag match for the TNA World Tag Team Championship. The British Invasion versus the Motor City Machine Guns. Uh, Six Sides of Steel, Terra versus Awesome Kong. A lot of women's matches. Uh, TNA being ahead of their time. I mean, all the way back in 2009. Good for them. They, I think that's three women's matches just on this card. So that's pretty cool. Um, Team 3D, Brother and uh, Ray and Devon uh, and Rhino defeat... Uh, oh, not defeat. I'm sorry. Versus... Uh, D'Angelo Hernandez and Matt Morgan. And now we're getting into the meat here. Scott Steiner versus Bobby Lashley. So you have a current guy versus a legend guy. Uh, Kurt Angle uh, against Nigel McGinnis. Uh, so who, in this company, he's known as Desmond Wolf. So that's a kind of a weird sleeper match. And uh, the main event here, which is one of the best matches of all time, in my opinion... And that's why I picked it, is this match. AJ Styles versus Christopher Daniels versus Samoa Joe 
in a triple threat match for the TNA World Heavyweight Championship. There's some crazy yeah. triple threats that TNA did throughout the years that are amazing. TNA love triple threats. Usually, TNTJ. The T and the T and TNA stands for a triple threat. Also, on TNA, they had one of the best women's divisions I think any company's ever had. Yeah, they were way they were way before their time. I don't think TNA gets their flowers, as they say. Dude, they're still holding on. Well, impact. Thank you, thank you, thank you, on. thank you, thank you, thank you all for joining us for 99 episodes. Next week we will be returning with Bro Keller, friend of the show, an actual friend of the show, not some guy that we always just joke around and say is a friend of the show. And he's going to join us. He's going to talk wrestling with us. Over these past two years, it's been so cool to hang out with two of my best friends and make this podcast every single week. I know these guys feel the same. Uh, we, every now and then we may have differing, uh, differing in opinion and we may, uh, like this guy and not like this guy and blah, blah, blah. But at the end of the day, it's so fun doing this. And I love both of these guys. Thank you for doing 99 episodes with us next week's episode 100. Keep enjoying pro wrestling. Cause that's what wrestling is all about. It's not about fan drama. It's not about all this backstage stuff. It's about the fans enjoying the show. So thank you so much. We'll see you next week. Thank you.